Welcome everybody to Wrestling with the Week. We're back, baby, like a ripcord lariat that we ducked countered with a big old German suplex on the last seven days. I told you it was complex. I'm your host, James Williams, joined as always by Scorpio Sky. James, what a week. We are what a back. Week. We are yep. back. We are back. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited to be back. I am sipping on this summer edition Red Bull, which I believe is new. It's kind of interesting. And uh, we got a lot to get into, man. We got a lot to get into. We're going to be talking about Skies back on the road this week. Um, we're going to be hearing a little bit about that. I also want to hear more about what the summer flavor of Red Bull is. We're talking about there's fancy shoes all over AEW content. We're going to be talking about that. And we got a huge interview with Tony Khan. So this show is packed, jam-packed. Real quick, though, Sky, what is summer flavor Red Bull? I'm immediately getting distracted. I don't, you know, it's uh, it's this it's a green can, which is okay. It says it's dragon fruit. Uh, oh, there we go. All right. I've never. I don't know what an actual dragon fruit sounds like. Like, you ever have these flavors of drinks, right? And mm-hmm. or 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 candies. Like a grape drink doesn't taste like an actual grape, right? Oh, no heavens. No. And like yeah. a watermelon drink doesn't taste like a watermelon. I, I don't know if we went over this. I had a monster birthday cake energy yep. drink. Yep, it it tasted exactly like birthday cake frosting, and and mm-hmm. it was it was terrible. I love Monster, but holy cow, that one was way too sweet. I also yes. recently had a Coca Cola coffee beverage that mm-hmm. was fantastic. First flavor was Coca Cola, second flavor was coffee. I'm on yeah. board with both of them. Well, because those are two things that you drink. You don't drink a birthday cake. I right. think is is how I I've once had ice cream. Uh, I live in Los Angeles. You, you probably know about this as well. You also live in Los Angeles some of the time. But um, uh, there are lots of boutique ice cream places, and they make like weird, wacky flavors. Like it's almost like Willy Wonka now. They're just trying to figure out what they can do to one up each other. And I had a campfire ice cream scoop, and it not s'mores, mind you, campfire. And I took a bite of it, and I went, "Holy cow!" They made ice cream taste like campfire, like it tasted exactly like campfire. And then I went, I don't want to eat any more of this. <laughs> I was like, is that good? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Oh. It was like science impressive flavor bad, but I digress. Um, All I need is I need Red Bull or Monster mm-hmm. or Coca-Cola to come out with a tequila mix flavor and I'm good to go. You know me, yeah. brother. <laughs> oh, I just unplugged my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 the new thing. You get too hyped up, and then you unplug your headphones. Yeah. Um, Blame we're talking Project about, Rock. Yeah, I will. <laughs> we're talking about a lot of uh, a lot of stuff this week. Um, but I wanted to get uh, get started talking about you, Sky. I feel like, um, you know, the previous episodes we check in every single week. I get to hear from you. This past, this, we haven't gotten to do that as much. Um, because we took a couple weeks off, so I want to hear what what are things going on with you? What are you up to? Well, I'm back on the road. I'm fresh. I'm clean. You know, the mm-hmm. time is right and blinging a little bit. You know, I just got to get that out there. But uh, but yeah, yeah, that's enough about me. I mm-hmm. cannot wait any longer. There's something I need to address. I've mm-hmm. been wanting to talk about this for a week. Did okay. you see any or all? of the Triller Jake Paul Ben Askren pay-per-view. So I pride myself on watching as little Jake Paul as possible. So I only saw the clip that was going around. 
but I so I have seen what people are reacting to, I think. But what what did I miss? You missed out. So okay. uh, now I, I, I've got to figure it out because I, I have to be honest. I did have a, a, a good amount of uh, soda pops heading into watching the pay-per-view. Yeah, your stomach was grumbling. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> but I had so much fun watching it. It was so cool. Like they had some live performances. From artists, but here's one of my favorite parts of the paper. This is this is real. This is a shoot. Mm-hmm. They had a, I guess, former professional boxer who was eight mm-hmm. and zero with eight knockouts, fight mm-hmm. a a reggaeton artist with zero fighting experience. Why did this fight happen? Because apparently the boxer was at a club, met some girl that was in the entourage of the reggaeton artist. Got her Instagram, tried to DM her, and the reggaeton artist, like you know, kind of blocked him. If you know what I mean. Okay. And yeah, so, yeah. and so he was mad. They're like, "Oh, we're gonna go on pay per view. We're gonna fight." And the reggaeton artist was down for it, and like yeah. had a couple of rounds. Of, I'm like, "This is this is as pro wrestling as it gets." I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Somehow it's real, allegedly. But uh, yeah. you know, like I had so much fun, dude. This if they run again, and I believe they are. They've got another pay per view. Maybe in June, and I hear Oscar mm-hmm. De La Hoya is fighting. He's coming back. He is training. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. him and I have been working out in the same gym. I saw him a few days ago. He looks fantastic. Okay, uh, I'm ready for it. Wow, uh, I like that. You know, when I was growing up, uh, these celebrity matches were done in claymation, um, and that's how they would play out. But now we just have an entire business that uh, can specialize in them. I'm a I, listen. If two people want to get in the ring with each other and one of those people get completely mauled to hell but still maybe get paid or not mind it i'm fine with that i think we should do we should have purge honestly we should have like a purge style like maybe it's a week-long series of if you have a grudge with someone instead of taking it out on them in some sort of lame way we just push it back and then we go okay well we're gonna throw you into the queue you're gonna fight in the in the triller purge which is anyone who has a grudge with anyone can can say you we are fighting and then fight in a ring and then everyone gets paid. I'm on board with it, man. Like, you know, you know me, I'm all for the gimmicks. I have mm-hmm. talked about my unique MMA rule that I want mm-hmm. to uh, that I think someone should incorporate. And for those okay. uh, listeners that may have missed that episode, I came up with an idea that I think would make MMA so fun and interesting. Uh-huh. Should I run that? Should I tell them that? Like, I yeah, I mean, so over? I can I can see that uh, our producer Eric is freaking out. He needs you to tell um, the what whole it is. time, Sky. The <laughs> whole time we're we're hitting each other up on Instagram, but like, there was a robot that walked Jake Paul to the ring. Steve mm-hmm. Urkel was there. Snoop Dogg <sighs> was talking to Pete Davidson. Oscar De La Hoya was my favorite part of the entire show. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. But Sky, I cannot like I had to save it for the show. All I kept thinking was, this is the perfect venue for Sky's MMA idea. It, yeah. You put that in the Triller Purge ring? What, Guys, what, this is the most is, genius idea. Let's this hear is, it. Is it, oh. is it cover, the, cover the ring with banana peels? Because that was no, mine. What's no, yours? No, okay. no, no, no. So here's the rule. Here's, I'm going to go over it quickly. In an MMA fight, you are allowed one nut shot. One oh, right, nut shot. Right. You can only nut use shot. it in a defensive matter. You can't like mm-hmm. be on offense, about to knock your guy out, and you kick him. It's only got to be when you mm-hmm. are in trouble 
You have to save that nut shot. So let's say you get rocked with a good shot. You're about to go out. Mm -hmm. The guy like swarms in to try to finish you off. Bam, kick him right in his nuts. Like, and then yep. you get a break. Everyone has to stop the fight. I think it would be hilarious because imagine if the guy, if you're the guy and you clip the guy and you want to swarm in to try to finish him, but at the same time, you're like, but, oh boy, I need to like, where his feet? Where his yeah. feet? I think it's That's great. great. I think it's yeah. fantastic. It's a great rule. Speaking right, of feet, wait, hang speaking on. Speaking of feet, listen, oh, what? James, yeah, I just okay. think there needs to be a logical conclusion to this thriller fight. I, if there's a robot walking people to a ring, I need to see mm -hmm. like LL Cool J fight a horse. Like that's, I'm putting that out there. Mm -hmm. I need this. I, I feel yeah. like fighting a horse would be pretty easy if you stay in front of them. You got to keep, you got to stay up with the horse because they got a big face and you just keep knocking on the face. If they turn around on you, if you see the horse's butt, then you're in trouble. That's the mm -hmm. issue because they're mm -hmm. going to kick back at you and then you're going to get knocked in the skull and then you're going to have to aim for the horse's nuts. <laughs> yeah. We just lost And you all can of do our, that once. <laughs> all yeah. of our all of our listeners that are horse owners, we just lost them all. I'm sorry. We're not saying listen, come back. we're not saying we want to fight a horse. We're just saying if we had to fight a horse. I feel like our horse loving listeners would understand, you know. They've been Maybe they've, they've had been to fight in, a horse at one yeah, point. I'm sure. Um, but <laughs> Thank okay, you to the so, five people still listening and are watching. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of getting kicked, I want to talk about some kicks. And uh, I feel like you might have some opinions. Let's talk about kick out. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm always a fan of uh, talking about kicks. Uh, and speaking of kicks, mm -hmm. you been watching Dynamite lately? Of course I'm watching Dynamite you lately. See what the Young Bucks were wearing on yeah. Dynamite in their match? The yeah. Jordan Dior ones? Come mm -hmm. on. This, this is know. about nine racks for each shoe. Nine to ten, somewhere between nine and 15 racks for a shoe can for I, these high tops. Can I tell you something? I want to pull back the curtain a little bit as a wrestling fan and on, on gimmick perception, right? So <laughs> we, talked about, we talked about these shoes uh, before the show started. And I was like, oh, man, that's like, that's really cool didn't think that they were real i thought that the joke was that they were wearing dior shoes i thought that was like part of the gimmick of because the young bucks are now very they're oh they're big they're they're elite they're they think they're better than everybody else now and i thought the gimmick was that they had like written Dior on the bottom of their shoes because the idea of a Dior shoe saying Dior on the bottom of it seems so silly to me but apparently not because the shoe we found some listed uh, like a size 11 listed earlier this morning for like sixteen thousand dollars or something yeah so I, I know matt and nick are uh size 11 11 and a half so you know again we're talking nine to 15 racks and mm -hmm. uh no they didn't just like write dior those were like the real deal the young bucks are the real deal man you see the money mm -hmm. that sprays out obviously it's not real money but it could be if they wanted it to be uh mm -hmm. those guys are that's that's how they are man and uh, the the sneaker street cred that they got, I'm imagining, has got to be like through the roof. I'm so jealous. I'm disgustingly jealous over mm -hmm. the street cred that they're going to get for it. I I got to figure out how I'm going to get on that level, but I don't know if I ever will. We'll see. Well, you were you. Uh, I mean, Dynamite just uh, just the other night. You uh, you had yourself a nice pair of shoes that you used to stomp. A little bit, so you know, you know, you know some Alexander McQueen's, you know, about mm -hmm. like six bills, you know, no big deal. 
<laughs> not nine yeah, racks, but, but you know. I was gonna say, yeah. I this is by the way, I'm learning now that racks is a term. Is this specific to shoe buying? I'm no, so no. The, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just money. I know it's just money. I've just never heard anyone refer to it out of the context for shoes. So, oh, but I learn. Right. I, you know, I like to learn on this show, and I think I speak for all the viewers who uh, and our listeners who love horses and don't know that racks is a term for a thousand dollars. That's the audience that I speak to, and then you speak to the audience that isn't stupid. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not the you know. It's just. Uh... You know, the hip hop community, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, the hood, you know, I, I, you know, if anybody knows me, I speak for the hood. You know, if you had to outdo the young bucks, because you have the shoe rep here. But if, if you had to outdo them, this is the new title in the line in AEW. You want to get a nicer pair of shoes that you can wear in the ring. What would you pick? Sky's the limit. No pun intended. That's a really good question. Um, I believe Eminem, there, there was like an Eminem Jordan or something that was out uh, a couple years ago or something that were, uh, those might have been, I could be mistaken, uh, but mm -hmm. they might be somewhere in the 30s. Mm -hmm. um, there's uh, the Red October, uh, Kanye West, Nikes, those are pretty high up there. Those might uh, trump the... Uh, Dior Jordans. I don't know. I have to do some research. And um, mm -hmm. more importantly than that, uh, make a whole lot more money. <laughs> to get yeah. off at least Young Bucks level. Yeah, I'm not going to even yeah. try to pretend like we're in the same tax bracket. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, There's levels. You know, if you're trying, if you're trying to make that raise and you're trying to trying to get a raise, make that money. I know who you're going to want to talk to. You're going to want to talk to the man, Tony Khan, our run in this week. We are super excited to welcome our first official guest for Wrestling with the Week, Tony Khan. Okay, this man needs no introduction, but under his leadership, AEW has defied expectations, huge ratings, meteoric rise, uh, game-changing content, just an incredible roster of wrestlers. It's crazy. It's wild. I mean, this and this is one of his several accomplishments okay um and we're really excited to have him on the show this week tony thank you so much for joining us thank you james it's really nice to meet you yeah nice to meet you too now i know you and sky have a little bit more history than you or i do yeah um, we're you know we're old friends old buddy yeah. <laughs> sky was really excited to have you on as we were as we were setting up for this there was like oh he just texted me he said he's five minutes out he's two minutes out and i'm like that must be nice to text each other that way <laughs> Here. Well, yeah. I'm really excited to have uh, Tony on the show uh, as our first official guest. You, I know you're a crazy busy person normally, uh, and it's probably tenfold now. So I just want to thank you for taking the time to do this. No, it's great to see you. It's always great to talk to you and uh, do it on your show is even better. So, you know, always happy to talk to you, Sky and James. It's great to meet you. So I'm excited to talk to you and find out more about uh, you know, what you guys would talk about with your first ever guest. Well, yeah, let's, let's, that's a great question. Go ahead, Scott. <laughs> uh, that's a kind of a, a good intro there, like talking about everything that you have and, and the balancing act that you do 
uh, on a daily basis. It's it's very different from normal human beings, you know, running a wrestling company and and the Jags and Fulham and and just uh, and you have time to work out somehow, which is <laughs> insane as well. So I would be curious, like, what is a day in the life of Tony Khan like? Like, when, when from the time you wake up to the time you at some point go to sleep, like, what is that? like can you walk it's just every that? day is totally different and it's different times of the year different times of the week uh they're all different there is maybe some cyclical nature to it you know during the seasons uh but it just depends on the time of the year i'm always working when i'm awake pretty much and that's how it is but i love all the different things i work on and i don't sleep as much as i used to and i definitely don't work out as much as i used to but i still try to sleep and work out some and i you know, divide my time. I might stay up all night scouting Fulham players while we're, you know, waiting to get back and edit from the studio, you know, on a tape segment for Dynamite. And then mm -hmm. while I'm working on that, you know, I could be waiting on scouting reports. So it's almost like a juggling act, you know, while while one, you're waiting on one thing, you try to make sure there's no wasted time. And I don't think there's a lot of people that have the different jobs I do. And I, I definitely don't run the Jags that you know uh urban meyer and trent are our new gm we have great people here we have a great head coach and you know so i'm one of the executives here but uh at fulham i'm the general manager and director of football so i'm you know again one of the people uh running things and i'm in charge of the scouting and signing of players um and i work really hard on this the scouting and recruitment part there also at AEW, you know, being the CEO and working with all the wrestlers, working with yourself, uh, working with the companies and working with the networks, which is really important uh, in our case with TNT, um, because that's really what keeps AEW in business is our primary revenue stream, Dynamite, and our television partnership with Warner Media. And so it's a different, different kind of life than I ever expected, but I really enjoy it. And my dad runs several different companies uh, and he also, you know, is practices time management. So I've been watching somebody do it my entire life. And, you know, so that was good practice. There are other great CEOs out there that balance different companies and run a number of different companies. And so I think it, it can be done. And I've watched my dad do it really well his whole life. I, I want to ask about AEW specifically, only because that's what is most encompassing of my life. Like, you're, you've been a lifelong wrestling fan. This isn't some fair weather thing that you're like, oh, I want to get in the wrestling game. And I know from experience, because I am also a lifelong wrestling fan, that that community has a lot of people that are just they live and breathe it. Right. And they really want to experience it. But I feel like you have actually gotten to that point where you are running a company and you are now creating that kind of stuff that was just just amazing fan universe stuff I, what is that like to like step onto the other side of it it's really crazy i don't get to like step back and look at it that much because uh, you know I, again you can't really spend much wasted time but i try to soak it in i mean every day sky can attest to it because we work in such an amazing place i mean first of all to work with an amazing wrestler sky's caliber that is a dream come true to me a world champion and sky's an amazing amazing part of AEW and you know growing up I mean the dream to work with a wrestler of Sky's caliber is that's a dream come true and then take a look at around the AEW there's a, there's some other people who are also big stars so we have 
of you know when you think about wow there's one plus when you look in addition to scorpio sky we have top stars in wrestling history here chris jericho sting and some of the all-time legends in the wrestling business aren't anderson and tully blanchard jake roberts you know people we never thought we'd be working with probably sky or either or myself uh when we were very young and then some of the top wrestlers of today like sky who i mentioned and Darby Allen, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, the world champion. And so I, I to me, it is a dream come true, but I I try it again not to spend too much time, yeah, you know, getting lost in the clouds thinking about it because it's a constant grind. And when I'm at work, I always have to be working. Yeah. So we get a lot done in the work yeah. day. And I think Sky would tell you, you know, it's a it's a it's a fun day, but it's it's a hard day. But everyone puts in a hard shift at AEW, but I think everyone really likes working here and uh it's it's you know family business and yeah. again my dad's been running multiple different companies but it's a family business and it's still his leadership on it mm-hmm. and so whether it's AEW or fulham or the jags i would say that uh i'm you know always looking out for the people who work here and if there's you know any, anybody who needs anything you know i care about it and that's what family business i think is all about you mentioned it, and I think it's something that's really cool, is that at AEW, there is an amazing cross-section of legends of wrestling, people who are just, like, have always been there, always kicking ass, and then there's, I think you're also doing an amazing job building new legends, too. Like, there are people, Sky, Sky's been around, we joke on the show that Sky only met me when we started doing this podcast, but I had actually met him uh, several years prior when he leapt over the top rope of a uh, local uh, Southern California wrestling show that I went to and destroyed the chairs of the people sitting next to me. So it's fun to think about like building up these new personalities and giving them a new stage to kind of like show their stuff off. That's awesome, man. I, I, that's awesome. You went to that show. What show did you go to? It was, it, it was a Southern California wrestling show and it, I might've been might have been pwg yeah but i don't know for certain um but like it was it was just it's just funny to think how that kind of comes around and as a fan getting to then work within the industry is like such an amazing well i've gone to some of those shows too and that's that's a great you know experience and Mm -hmm. i love going to wrestling shows and uh you know i encourage AEW fans to go to wrestling shows as much as they can ours or whoever's Mm -hmm. and uh that's you know what being i think a wrestling fan is all about following the wrestling business real closely and i think you know in the world of wrestling it's starting to heat up right now there's a lot of different companies a lot of exciting stuff going on and i think AEW's at the forefront of it you know we've had a really exciting uh run on tnt and we got several more years left on this contract and hopefully many many years ahead so i think uh you know i really appreciate what you're saying i really believe in that and that's what i've always wanted to have in a wrestling company, you know, I'm not just a wrestling fan. I am a huge wrestling fan, but I'm somebody who's wanted to work in wrestling my whole life deep down. And Dynamite is something that I've been writing on paper at home for over 25 years since, I mean, 20, over 26 years uh, since probably early 95 is the first time um, I'd ever written a Dynamite. And, uh, you know, all through the, the late 90s and all through college and through the 2000s, uh i really kept doing it and uh some of the stars changed some of the people stayed the same but it's something i've always done is i like you know formatting and writing wrestling tv shows i've really enjoyed doing it and we've i think we've had some great shows and you know i really enjoy that part of it 
and uh that so i've always wanted to do it and that i think is not unusual but it's not exclusive like there are some people running wrestling companies that have always wanted to do it but you'd be amazed there have been some people running wrestling companies in these positions that a lot of the people listening right now would probably dream of being in and are probably far more qualified than some of these people to be in but uh they you know these people who have no love or no passion for wrestling have ended up in these positions it blows my mind uh but i i don't know why you'd put somebody in a position running a wrestling company who doesn't love wrestling right and so i try to you know parlay experience from sports and entertainment uh into you know running this company and i think from the ground up what we've done in just a couple years is pretty awesome and we have a lot of awesome stuff ahead of us and sky is a great example of somebody who was already a great wrestler before they came to aew and they've gotten to show it on a national stage and sky's been a world champion in aew and now people all over the world millions of people have seen him wrestle and the young bucks are also guys who you talk about in southern california who now are the world tag team champions you know they held the belt sky was the first ever world tag team champion had an amazing run and through the tournament won every match took every pin through the quarterfinals semifinals and the finals sky got the pin in every match, won the first ever tag belts, had an amazing run, and, you know, has been one of the top stars. And he got to demonstrate that on national TV, which he had been wrestling on independent wrestling shows, like you said, and, and in some mid mid-sized companies, I would call it. Mm-hmm. But he never had that opportunity. And then, you know, when he signed here, we really wanted to have him be a huge part of what we do. And so he's been in some of our biggest matches. And now the Young Bucks are the champions. And they are again a tag team that people all over the world maybe they've heard of and a lot of the hardcore wrestling fans were very familiar with but to the average viewer they probably didn't know them and now millions and millions of people have watched the unbucks and they've had some of the best tag matches ever on tv and they've had great matches including with sky here so i think uh you know we want to give some of the best current wrestlers a platform we want to give some of the legends of the past a platform and also want to give some of the young stars of the future who are just getting started a platform. And we've done a lot of that too. And so I, that's, that's the idea. So I'm glad you like that aspect of it, James. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that's uh, one of the really, really cool things, the mix of talent here at AEW uh, that is very, very special and different. I want to go back just a little bit though, because you talked about uh, booking dynamite from the time that you were a kid. Uh, and I think a lot of uh, kids will 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 kind of book their own little shows and uh, whether it be with their action figures or just in their yeah. mind, but they don't grow up to run successful wrestling companies. And I, so had a, I, got- I was born on third base very much in that <laughs> respect. Like I but the thing you don't have is the TV. And that's what I was able mm-hmm. to you know, I, I was born with the money and then through lifelong knowledge and watching but wrestling and writing still, shows. But there's still, there's still like a commitment. There's like a drive. There's definitely a drive and a commitment. No, see, that's the thing. Yeah. A lot of it is, and, and you alluded to this, is there are a lot of people in higher up places in wrestling companies that aren't wrestling fans and they aren't passionate and they don't have a love for the wrestling business. And, and you are someone that is passionate about the wrestling business, loves the wrestling business, wants the wrestling business to thrive. We've seen you working with other companies. You're not just trying to have a monopoly. You want the comp- uh, the wrestling business to be healthy. And so that's something that I truly appreciate. And so I want to go back to find out a little bit more about when you were younger 
Uh, when you were booking your dynamites as a kid, do you remember any storylines that you were booking as as a kid and different names, obviously? And who was the know, face of the like revolution that. back then? Uh, <laughs> well, an early face of the revolution in the late '90s was actually a young Chris Jericho. Wow! And I was a huge fan of Chris Jericho, and by the first ever uh, time I got to travel to go to a wrestling show outside of Champaign, I, I got admitted to the University of Illinois Laboratory High School. And I really did not want to go to this academic high school. And my parents were like, you have to go. And all my friends from middle school were going to go uh, to the public school. And I wanted to go there and stay in school with them. And my parents told me I had to go to this school. But, you know, we'll do something for you. Whatever you want to do within reason, we'll do. And I told my dad I wanted to go for the RSPW weekend in Philadelphia, 1996 summer uh ecw loop and it was going to be chris jericho's last loop in ecw and he had sabu on friday night at the lulu temple and he had uh two cold scorpio at the ecw arena on saturday night and it was also just a really huge weekend of matches and people who work here people i'm friends with now you know very involved in the show taz and tommy dreamer were on opposite sides of a tag match and just so much uh great stuff uh and got to see Stevie Richards versus the Sandman and so many other uh, really fun things on the show and Shane Douglas and all the big stars back then. But Chris Jericho was the guy I was most excited to see, and I was really excited for his last matches. And in Rampage, which was, uh, you know, I, I played Dynamite, but Rampage was uh, an MS-DOS uh simulator, like a wrestling simulator. And we, my friend and I would make wrestlers in there and we would like draft and then we would each take like half the wrestlers in the universe we could each just d divide up and draft uh at any given time and then you know i had a league and i uh, on dynamite at the time uh and it wasn't aew at that time it was acw uh and uh acw dynamite there was uh chris jericho and bret hart were tag team partners and Chris Jericho, in, in hindsight, it would have worked well if it had been like a Bruno and Larry situation. But Chris Jericho, I had never seen him as a heel yet and didn't know that that was going to the, the personality that actually in real life was about to break out in the late 90s was going to happen. But he was like my favorite young babyface wrestler. And uh, I did a story in Rampage kind of like uh, where the older mentor gets kind of jealous of the younger protege who's like really coming into their own and stealing some of the spotlight. And so I, it was my one, probably one of my favorite things is Bret Hart uh, had a protege, Chris Jericho, who started to get a lot of the spotlight, and Bret got very jealous and turned on him. And then I did a long Bret Hart, Chris Jericho story, which is probably my favorite thing. I would have loved to see that myself, actually. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, damn, can we do that? <laughs> like Bret Hart, Chris Jericho program, that would have been fantastic. You know, yeah, and I think favorite. the team, they, I, they had some great stuff as a team, too, which was the start of it, like, you know, they had like six months or more on top as like the big team before it blew up. So that was the other thing. This is a unique thing to wrestling. And this is me literally spinning an observation on the fly. So if, if everyone feels like I'm completely off base, you can call me on it. But there's a lot of other sports where you can grow up as a fan of that sport, liking football, liking baseball, liking these other things. But with professional wrestling, you get to be a fan of something and then think of it on an even deeper level. Like what you did with this is like a fun thing you can't do. I mean, I guess you can play you can play fantasy leagues, but then there's still like this obligation of something else. 
it's a combination of this creativity. I did not to that extent, but I in the '90s was a member of a fantasy wrestling league where basically I would tie I for I RP'd a wrestler and then I would type in the monologues and then there was for the forums would vote on who did the best monologue and then you would basically write in the matches and they would give out titles and stuff like that. What uh what uh what did you do this on like AOL? AOL or Prodigy? It would have it, it was a website so I, we would submit to the forum. I don't think it was like a formalized chat, but it was like so, yeah and you just type it in and like and then eventually like they were reaching out and they're like, "Hey, do you want to be a mod here and do you want to book matches and stuff like that?" But oh, that oh. was even overwhelming for me or I would play old wrestling games and I would build pay-per-views and not wrestle them. We talk about this with Sky because he does he he plays NBA 2K, right? Plays as his Lakers and gets all up in the season and gets completely invested in the season. But I would set up pay-per-views and then I would let the computer control all of them. I would let like the things shake out. And so there'd be times where like, I really hope I say Chris Jericho. I really hope Chris Jericho wins this match because I really want him to wrestle this other guy for the title right afterwards. And then, of course, the computer would win with like a schoolboy roll up or something and you like completely destroy everything that you worked on. But like wrestling is one of the few places where you can like take it to that other level. You can be a fan of the sport. You can enjoy watching it. But then you can also be like, I want to get into the weeds on this. It's so cool. You know, you didn't have to leave that to chance. That's the great thing about it is you <laughs> can true. in wrestling. You don't have to leave those things to chance. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's right. not like a combat <laughs> sport where you just. You hope the two top fighters win so you yeah. can make the big fight. But I'll tell you, I, I was a big action figure guy growing up, and I would book uh, the same thing. I would book cards. I would write them out on a piece of paper, pay-per-views and TVs. And uh, I remember one of my big turns was, you remember the natural disasters, earthquake and typhoon. Typhoon mm -hmm. also went by the name of Tugboat. Uh, mm -hmm. I had Typhoon turn on earthquake, and he changed his name when he was a heel, and his heel name was Thugboat. Brilliant, wow. right? <laughs> like, like where thugboat? That's great. <laughs> it's great. Tony, you gotta let this guy on some of those, some of those these bookings. He's got, he's got ideas, Tony. I got, he's got ideas. ideas. That is a great idea, thugboat. It's too late now. The ship, that ship has sailed. Pun yeah. intended. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, when my career is over, if you ever want a writer, <laughs> that's good to know. Thugboat. That's very, very good. Uh, uh, that is not what I was. That is not where I was expecting that to go. That is great. <laughs> Let's get back to AEW for a second. Um, obviously, 2020 was a crazy year. Uh, the wrestling world, in some aspects, was put on hold. Uh, AEW stayed strong, did well, excelled. Uh, but on the independent level, a lot of uh, it, it essentially stopped, and a lot of wrestlers basically had to put their career on hold for a year. In come AEW Dark. Uh, and eventually Dark Elevation, where uh, you decide to give some independent wrestlers an opportunity to come work and not only make money, but get their reps in when, again, um, they would have to take a year off of their career if not for that platform. So, I didn't know it was going to be a whole year, but yeah, it was. I knew it was going to be for the foreseeable future. And so, you know, I thought it was at least the first summer mm -hmm. and it was like it started as like a summer program. Do you remember, uh, he had, I, I haven't flown him in recently. He did a great job on the show and uh, on Dark several times. And it's, he's not local, but, you know, he was, he was very good. And he's uh, more free in the summer because he's a school teacher. Do you remember uh, Robert Anthony? Oh, yeah. I yeah, wrestled Robert Anthony on Dark. Yeah, he's great, yeah. And yeah, so, 
he was great and uh R robert anthony uh had said like you know this is like for the summer school teacher this is perfect like great great opportunity and he was uh one of the many people who came up and you know was was really thankful but honestly i'm very grateful because uh it's been so great for the young wrestlers to come in and have veteran people to work with uh for young guys and girls to go to work matches against each other and for you know basically a great platform for a lot of people to get exposure but also uh to hone their craft and wrestle matches and so i was really happy to keep independent wrestling going and you know at the beginning of the pandemic we brought in a lot of people to get a look at them and uh did a lot of tryout matches and honestly we had a pretty light crew and then we taped shows in april and shut down the company until we could come up with a you know COVID testing plan and a plan to safely run shows and we've been now running for a full year outdoor at daily's place and COVID testing and a lot of the people that helped us fill out the early shows uh i'm very grateful to them and they did great great work and now they're part of the company here with us every week and you know anna jay and lee johnson and captain sean dean uh were really really important on those shows and then now they're here and signed with us and then there's been other people that came in and like you said independent wrestlers who you know they were used to getting paid on a per week basis they would go in and wrestle every weekend well now that wasn't there so coming and working you know a loop for AEW, you know on a regular basis was great income and also great exposure and now that the independent scene is starting to open back up and it's i think going to be a big summer for independent wrestling which is which is great uh i think it's uh you know probably time that uh, everybody, you know, starts getting back to these shows, and I'm really excited about it. Mm -hmm. But I was also glad to be the one, you know, opening yeah. up uh, mm -hmm. those opportunities because I don't think in uh, 2020 that you know there would have been there were some outdoor shows different people were doing mm -hmm. that were uh, you know got got some crowds, but it was pretty pretty small kind of in mm -hmm. independent wrestling uh, through the pandemic. So. I mean, I appreciate you saying that, Sky, because it was it was a really challenging time for the business, and I think it was a really challenging time for a lot of the people in the business. So, you know, it was it was a win win situation to me because we we found a lot of future stars through extending Dark too. You know, I mentioned some of the people Lee Johnson, Anna Jay, and Captain Sean Dean that got signed out of the Atlanta tapings, but then we expanded it when we came back from Atlanta and found more people. And you know, Will Hobbs, Red Velvet. Max Caster and Anthony Bowens, people that were working on Dark, and it was like, okay, like they're doing really, really well. We should give them an opportunity. Uh, Ricky Starks came in, debuted on Dynamite, got an open challenge match against Cody, but then he had to work his way back up through Dark. And so a lot of uh, a lot of people have really taken advantage of the opportunity. It's given us a great chance to expand and diversify the roster. Well, if I could just add something purely from the perspective as a fan. Um... Dark is a lot of fun because it is a fun show. And and I think there's this I, wrestling shouldn't always be goofy. I, I lived through that phase of wrestling being goofy and it was just about whatever wacky stunts. And I think there's a place for that. But I do think that putting on a good, entertaining piece of content is what's important. But it, there is always room for fun. And I think Dark has, like, especially right now, really fun vibe. It's a fun show with Taz and Excalibur. like. Anytime you get minus one or some like like you can do things there in that place 
which well you know like, as excalibur said last week he paid negative one 100 us dollars yeah. not to come out yeah because he didn't want <laughs> best to get investment again. in my life he's <laughs> <laughs> but like it's that stuff that stuff is like really fun and as like just as, as a fan of wrestling it's nice that there's a place for it you can go you can go and you can enjoy that kind of that wrestling world and it's it's something you don't get anywhere other than AEW, in my opinion Thanks, man. Well, it's definitely uh, Taz and Excalibur, one of a kind combination. But also, I think uh, you know they—they're a great wrestling commentary team. I mean, they know what they're talking about. They're an expert team, but it's a lot of fun. So it's great because you get to hear two real experts on the craft of wrestling calling the matches. But they also have great chemistry, and they're hilarious. And then all you know now on Mondays we also have Tony Schiavone and Paul White, and they have amazing chemistry and also really bring. Again, expertise, mm-hmm. knowledge, and uh, it's just like really a fun spin. And it's their own. Like, it's unique. It's different mm-hmm. from what Taz and Excalibur do. But Tony and Paul have a great rhythm themselves now, too. Yeah. You know, um, coming out of 2020, everything was so difficult for the wrestling business and for the world in general. Um, now, it looks like we're, we're kind of getting towards the end of that pandemic. Thank goodness. Like, uh, you know, the vaccines are coming out and, and, and things are, are getting a little bit more under control and, and hopefully we can get back to a little bit of normalcy. And so that would be a, the question I would under, uh, I would love to know is for AEW going forward in the next six months, year and beyond that, what can we expect? Like, where do you see AEW going? I think hopefully, you know, we'll be able to do some shows back on the road again, we've been in Jacksonville and the crowds have been so amazing. I think it's really important to note that we've done now so many shows going back in Jacksonville a year, but also that we started doing outdoor shows that I equated to basically the drive-in movie experience in professional wrestling, uh, outdoor shows with seating pods. People could come with their family or friends that, you know, in a close group. And, you know, August, we were still, pretty early relatively in the pandemic, even though it felt like it had been a long time. And so uh, we were doing the first outdoor ticketed shows, really. And even the Jaguars next door here in our same adjacent office came over and were benchmarking the stuff we were doing in August because in September, Jaguars kicked off. And the first two NFL teams to let fans in week one, the only teams that had fans in the stands were the Jaguars and the Chiefs. And we've gone out and done it safely with these shows at limited capacity spreading everybody out outdoors it's a safe experience and most importantly you know not only we provided a a lot of fun and uh again the sense of normalcy and and you know keeping people going through these live events and it's been great for the company it's it's kept the wrestling business going it's kept us going but it you know it's been great for the fans and the most important thing is we've done it safely we've had zero known transmissions at uh Jaguars games and at AEW and we've done a ton of AEW shows dating back to August now with with no issues doing it outdoors socially distanced and I think it's really important you know to prevent any kind of outbreaks and take care of the fans and we've been really careful to do that and so you know that, that, that that's to me like the the I, I haven't rushed out to do out you know shows outside of Jacksonville and do shows with more capacities now I think with COVID lightning up at, you know, Daily's Place, our outdoor shows. I think we can start hopefully increasing capacity more. And with Double or Nothing coming up in May, I'd like to let more fans in. I think we can do it safely and uh, keeping, you know, 
keeping some precautions in place. And then hopefully as we get through the summer, we'll be back to where we were in terms of live crowds, but we'll be even stronger because as a TV product, I mean, we're hitting new highs. And I think that's what's really important to note. So for me, like I would uh, say, I don't know where the future lies in terms of the wrestling business, the wrestling fans. I try to look every week and take every week uh, to heart and not take it for granted where we're at in this great position we're in every week. But in you know a year, six months, I think we'll be way past you know this pandemic phase of wrestling. But hopefully, a lot of the innovations safer. Uh, you know, more thoughtful about the experiences for the fans. Um, that'll be a part of it too. But I think uh, one thing, you know, I know is we persevered through it. So whenever the fans come back in full force, I know they're going to support us because we had great support before the pandemic. And even in the limited attendance era, we've had great support where we've really been the only place where you get a live wrestling experience in person, but also on television for the fans to hear live fans cheering i mean for months and months and months uh you know probably eight months there were no televised wrestling shows besides ours where there were real fans at the show so i think that's pretty cool uh question for you uh, like obviously when things are safe to do so and you guys can get out there and start start hitting the road again is there a place that you are just dying to put on an AEW show? Is there like a city or a place somewhere in the world that you're like, this is where I, I would love to do a show there? There's in so the many city. places. <laughs> what did you say? Where, where? I said in the city. Yeah, LA. You, yeah, you know I, where yeah, I want to so go. I know you want to go to LA. And, I, and we were, we were going to go. And we are going to go. Um, and that will happen. But uh, as of now, we have not done any shows there. And, and that'll be great when we do. We've got great fans all over the world, and I think uh, I'm really excited to hit so many places. I know that when we get back out there, there are some places we were committed to do shows before the pandemic, and I think it's really important to go out, especially places we'd sold tickets, and we have fans who are lined up to come. I'm going to make sure we fulfill our commitments and keep our word to those fans, so we're going to go out and hit as many shows as possible that we had scheduled before the pandemic, and I'm excited about that. Um, so I'm not sure when, you know, I'm not yeah. sure exactly uh, when yeah. it's going to happen. But, I, you know, Sky, we had a great time in Miami. I think it would be great to get back to Miami. Yes. We had great shows in Texas. <laughs> great, well, great shows in Texas. I'd love to get back there. But also a lot of places, like you said, L.A. And, you know, we haven't been. I'd love to go back to Vegas uh, soon. Double or nothing. I think we felt like we didn't want to take a chance when it was time to, you know, make a decision about moving or not a few months ago we've daily's place in jacksonville and the fans have been so great and the safety of the way we've put the shows on is the most important thing but hopefully it'll be back to normal soon yeah that's one thing i i really do um have so much comfort in is that the company does take our safety and the safety of the fans very very serious and so there's no worries and and it's almost impossible to be able to tell when things are going to go back to complete normalcy but uh, everything's moving in the right direction, uh, and I'm happy about that. I will say specifically at Revolution, our last pay-per-view, the fans were so hot and so good that it felt like a normal show. It felt like a pre-pandemic show, and I really appreciated that, so I love having the fans back. I'm looking forward to 
those 5,000, 10,000 seaters that when we used to sell out every single time, I'm looking forward to those days. The house always wins, which nobody, you know, besides the people there has seen because we haven't disseminated it. It's still a tape that I'm holding in the vault and we're going to use it when the time is right. Uh, but that was a hot crowd too. I think we've had great crowds over a thousand people, you know, at we've 25% capacity in Daly's place, close to 1300 people. So as we increase capacity, we'll get bigger crowds, but you know, yeah, that was, uh, 1300 people happy to be any a show, let alone a, a huge pay-per-view screaming their heads off. That's a real wrestling crowd. And yeah. so that I appreciate you saying that because I, I really appreciate everyone who was at revolution and the house always wins and all these shows winter is coming. Of course, the Brody Lee Memorial show, most importantly, and we've had these great crowds again, you know, at 25%, it's been over a thousand people and it's a real crowd with real juice. And when they get fired up, it's a real pop and it feels like the old days, but you know, it will also be nice when we can get 2000, 3000, 4,000 people like the old days. Uh, and we were the number one wrestling company in the world in attendance in 2019, before we shut down uh, live shows for attendance and, and came here and we were doing closed sets. Um, so, and we were the number one attendance company in America this past year too, because we're the only <laughs> ones doing uh, yeah, attendance. Yeah. So uh, it still counts. It still counts. <laughs> yeah, it does. So uh, we were we, really the last two years we've led, you know, America in attendance and in 2019 the world. Last year, uh, you know, the only ones in America doing shows, I think outside America, people got back to normal, maybe a little bit quicker and started doing shows before it was really cool to do it here. But I would say that when the fans come back, let's not forget how awesome the fans who've been to these shows have been because like they've made some great 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 matches even better through the pandemic and i think you know sky you've been in some of them and like you said that 1100 1200 1300 people back there in the you know 5000 seat stadium they make the noise of the 5000 people and it feels at home like the old days on and that because of them well you mentioned uh, red velvet and uh you know last week on dynamite red velvet and jade i felt absolutely killed it they went out mm -hmm. there and they put on one hell of a match and it was physical and it was hard hitting and it was everything that it should have been uh so for for two women st for starters and two women of color to go out on a platform like that and absolutely deliver i'm just taking this moment to give them full credit they killed it man yeah yeah and again uh jade is somebody who's come in and we hadn't i hadn't mentioned jade because jade was not developed through the developmental system like some other wrestlers because uh jade had an athletic background and came in and was kind of trained like a blue chip athlete more and uh so it's two wrestlers coming from uh again even within the the ecosystem of aew who came into their own in very different ways and so uh it was a very much um a david versus goliath story and that was uh told and i thought the match uh was tremendous and it's not the first time they've locked up but i thought as a singles match the stuff they were great in the tag match with cody and Shaq, but i thought it was leaps and bounds uh their work and showed how hard the two of them have worked and also that they're really two of the top female wrestlers in AEW to keep an eye on yeah, I think Stars. I think AEW is is the place where you can kind of get that diversity and it's refreshing. It has an admiration for the sport 
built into it. And I think that's also another thing that adds to it being so refreshing and so fun. Um, we could literally, we could probably talk to you for hours and hours. We know, you know there's a that- lot of, and there's a lot of diversity in wrestling. I don't want yeah. one of the great things about wrestling is it's a really diverse business. And I don't think we're the only ones who mm-hmm. run a really diverse wrestling company. I think um, there are a lot of, there are a lot of other wrestling companies out there that have people from all backgrounds and walks of life. And that's one of the great things about wrestling and wrestling fans. So I wouldn't say that AEW is the only place um, yeah. that can't, you know, but, but I, but I think, but I appreciate you saying that again, I, because I think we, you know, we're trying to put an emphasis on it and always trying to be better and do better and things. But that's one of the best things about wrestling is that um, the, as really diverse fans. And I think wrestling companies, push a diverse roster of wrestlers typically yeah. and and it's usually if they don't it's the exception not the rule and that's what's one of the great things about the wrestling business yeah i i genuinely appreciate that you putting it at the forefront of the business side of it though too i think, James, I think I, that's what's cool <laughs> i i i if i feel you what your vibe a little bit i think you're wrapping it up and before we do that i i felt like it was very important tony i know you are uh working today but uh I, I got a Uh-oh. couple of claws here, and one of them's got your name on it, and so well, I know you're working. I hear, so I'm I in my office, to... and there are no claws here, and none of them have my name on it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna the drink. Claws, claws. Uh, I'm gonna drink one for you and one for me, baby. Well, Tony, then, before you brother, go, let's get it going. One, I have one last question. As Sky gets drunk at 4 p.m. on a Friday, um, <laughs> one last one last question: How many shoes are too many shoes to own? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Scorpio Sky and the Unboxed are the resident shoe experts in AEW, mm-hmm. so that it's clearly World Tag Team Champions think alike. So I, I, uh, I'm not sure Sky would be the person to ask. I don't know. I, you know, this, most of the shoes I get given a lot of very nice shoes, promotional mm-hmm. shoes from uh, different shoe sponsors that we have, and mm-hmm. it's great stuff. They, you know, they know they all know my size. You know. Uh, all the major What's your size? companies. Sky was a sky. It's, did you know? About eleven this? or eleven and a half. It depends on what it is, the which company. But like, depending on which company it is, it's an eleven or eleven and a half. And can uh, we get you in a pair of Jordans? Can, can we get you in a pair of Jordans? Yeah, I, I definitely wear a pair of those. Somebody uh, send. Uh, somebody send. Uh, uh, let's go. Let's go in eleven and a half. Somebody yeah. pick out a nice pair of Jordans. Send them over to Tony because I think it would be super. Yeah, super that, I really the most. I really need them. <laughs> like if I'm in person, like I, please, if you're somebody sending shoes to somebody, there's people who need them far more than me. Tony, uh, just a heads fair, up, I have fair. asked for a ton of shoes on this show, and I haven't gotten anything yet. So <laughs> don't hold your breath. Okay, good. Well, I'm not. I won't be. And if then, please, nobody, don't you dare anybody send me shoes. Uh, but people do it anyway. So I get yeah. lots of great shoes. But Tony, thank you so much for coming on. Honestly, again, we could talk to you for hours and hours and hours. Um, we'd love to have you back if you got the time. Um, this is a fun show. We love playing games and then talking about a bunch of stuff, not just AEW. Um, so feel, feel free to come back anytime. I love it. I, I'd love to come back often. And, and so please have me on, uh, anytime you need a guest and can't get somebody better. Uh, awesome. so thank you. Uh, awesome. and, uh, no, I really appreciate you guys, uh, giving me the time and, and thanks for all the great questions. And James, it was real nice to meet you. Nice meeting you too, Tony. And Sky, I'll see you on Wednesday, sir. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. I will see you in Jacksonville when we're back at it. Make sure people, uh, everybody tune in. 
8 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday night for Dynamite. And hey, we've got Elevation on Mondays and we've got Dark on Tuesdays. Elevation or AEW's got a pretty full schedule now. So thank you mm -hmm. very much, Tony, for joining us. Um, this has been great. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, man. It was a blast having him on. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, what a nice guy, right? Like he's so he's so like James, it's really nice to meet you. Like he's so sincere, yeah. you know. Like it's yeah, so nice. It's so funny to me. Like he's just a nice hey, guy. I I wish we had known a little bit better because we definitely would have asked him about that raise for you so you can get those shoes, you know? Yeah, you're you right. You gotta be I, the shoe guy. <laughs> yeah. I just like how do yeah. I I Tony, I need help one upping the young bucks, you know? So like mm -hmm. yeah, just uh break me off a little something, put a little extra cheese on my whopper, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. All <laughs> right, Eric. What's going on? What do we got going next? Is it time for our hot tag segment? Guys, get ready for the hot tag. This okay. is, man, okay. the amount that happened on Dynamite. I mean, it's not even just last night. It's every mm -hmm. week. Dynamite mm -hmm. is out of control. We got to start with what I feel is the hottest thing coming off that show last night. Darby Allen squeaked another one out, defended his TNT championship against Jungle Boy. But as soon as the match was over, our own Scorpio Sky and his ally, it's an alliance, not a tag team, it's an alliance, came down and did a little bit of wrecking crew work on the two guys in the ring. Uh, do you think that Scorpio Sky accomplished everything that he needed to accomplish before Lance Archer goozled him? James, go ahead and take a little bit of a break. Take a break, okay. take a break, right. take a breath, right. have a drink. <laughs> I'm hot tagging in on this one. Did we accomplish everything we wanted to accomplish? Listen, let's break it down. First of all, we both, my friend, Ethan Page and I went out there looking as fresh as can be. I had the Alexander McQueen sneakers, the skinny jeans, the cool shirt, the nice watch, looking as good as I want to look. And we beat down Jungle Boy and we beat down Darby Allen. And then Lance Archer tried to come out there and we beat down Lance Archer. Everyone's going down. And then legendary tough guy, Sting, has to come out with a bat. A bat. Okay. All right. It is what it is. Sting's got his time coming. Um, you know, if he wants to get involved, then, uh, you know, he might find himself laying next to Jungle Boy and Lance Archer and Darby Allen next time. It's going down, baby. Man, that was a hot tag, James. <laughs> That, you just got shut down, like, out the gate. I don't know that we've had a hot tag that was just straight <laughs> up at the top. <laughs> what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed nothing. to say? I have Man, nothing to I think, I think Sky said it all. Man, yeah. I'm, now I'm fired up. I can't wait to see what happens. I can't believe Sting came mm -hmm. down with a bat. Yeah, Sting, yeah. what a coward. The cowardly Sting. Coward. He comes with a bat. <laughs> oh a bat. God. Come on. Yeah, hold on. There's, there's two, there, listen, there's two hosts to this podcast. Could you not call Sting a coward? Okay, because there's an association that you're developing here. That man okay, is a all coward. Right. All and right, I, and I'm all a, you know, my nickname used Eric. to be the King of Sting. And Eric, I'm going to prove it. Oh, man. Guys, let's move on before James gets beat up by Sting. While the elite are talking inside their beautiful trailer, Moxley and Kingston ram it with a pickup truck. Before they can get in, the elite disappear. <laughs> What happens next? And also, what else can get rammed? There's a lot of vehicles on uh, in AEW. It's really yeah. interesting. Uh, let me tag in on this one, right, uh, right. Eric. I love what any time a vehicle is used for any purpose, 
and I think AEW uses it in some of the best ways in wrestling history. Um, this to me is a spiritual sequel to uh, you know when Trent showed up with his mom, mm-hmm. uh, Sue. That the use of vehicles in AEW is just the best. Now I don't know where they went to. I don't know what happened because they seemed like they were pretty pretty deep in there. Maybe they slipped out the back or something like that. I would have loved to have seen the aftermath, but I anytime you give me those those stunts. Baby, I love it. I love it. Sky, anything to add? The only thing I'm thinking about is what can I do to keep up with this? So maybe like Ethan Page and I can show up on one of those like those bicycles where you know you're the two of you are on the bicycle together. Oh, yeah. Maybe tandem bike, yeah. Tandem bike. Maybe maybe yeah. Ethan Page and I show up on a tandem bike next time. You we gotta be careful. Darby Allen. Sting right. might stick the bat in the spokes and you guys are flying right oh, off. Yeah, wow. you guys, you have to look out. The coward Sting he, with his he bat. Would, he Don't say that, that Come on. That's he's two a coward. Of us. No, oh, come on, guys. God. No, he's a legend. Come hashtag Sting? Sting is a coward. Hold on. Don't put that hashtag anywhere near me. You're going to get me killed. <laughs> he's not keep going, Eric. Right. Let's God. keep going. Guys, the inner circle and the pinnacle. Huh. They are going to have a parlay next week to discuss battle plans. It seems like this is at a fever pitch. And it's all moving to blood and guts on May 5th. What is going to happen with these two teams? Let me tag in on this one. May 5th, first of all, if you are a boxing fan, is a huge holiday. Some of the biggest fights in history of in the history of the sport have taken place on May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, one of my favorite holidays, by the way. And uh, Blood and Guts will be no different. I am telling you, we have been waiting a year to do Blood and Guts, and sometimes things are worth the wait. This is the perfect scenario for the pinnacle and the inner circle to get in there. These two teams are going to tear each other apart. It's going to be bloody, it's going to be violent, and it's going to be great. I can't wait for it. Yeah, James. I, the only thing I want to add is that my favorite thing about this is I don't know who the good guy is. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's not it's pretty untraditional. And, and one of the team comes out and we go, oh, they're really they're really mean pack of pack of fellas there. And then the other and then the inner circle comes out and there I'm like, oh, well, they're mean, too. So I don't know. I th- but I think both of them are mean and angry. And I can't wait to see, like Sky said, them tear each other apart going to be exciting. So a lot happened on Dynamite, but we can only get to one more thing. Mm-hmm. Ty Conti, who I would love to have on the show, I think would be fantastic. I would love to, to see what she has to say on the show. She unfortunately lost Karo Shida uh, in an incredible women's championship match. And as soon as the match ended, who is to appear but Britt Baker declaring herself the new number one contender for the women's title what do I, you think I, are her chances are as the hold next on champ? i'm hot tagging i'm hot Whoa. tagging. okay what? because i want to correct something you just said just then number one credit to that match ty conti Sheeta, amazing match huge fantastic match big spots uh i had a great and and it also set it up so the ty she's not done ty conti isn't done she took she took Sheeta to the edge. That's that's something that you come back to do again. And on a different night, anything can happen. But I want to correct something you said about Britt Baker. You said she declared herself the number one contender. That's not true. The statistics 
declared her the number one contender. It's all there on the board. She pointed it out. She hasn't done any manipulation. She hasn't done anything except win and win and win to get to the point where she is. And I don't appreciate people coming out here and making it seem like she's manipulating something to make it happen. I don't appreciate, honestly, the way the champ Sheeta reacts to this when Britt Baker comes out and merely indicates where she belongs on the charts due to the statistical alignment. You'll see other wrestling organizations throw number one contender spots around like it doesn't matter. AEW treats it like a statistical uh, thing, and that's what I appreciate. And Britt Baker is merely just claiming what's hers. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. So, wow. Yeah, am, I, am, I able, am I able to talk now? No, not about, well, yeah, but not about that. Yeah, well, listen, all I'm going to say is James was passionate about yeah that. really holy cow do we have ourselves a brit baker fan here wow of course dmd dmd gosh oh man God. wired up the whole, uh, listen i'm a fan yeah. of the whole women's division the entire mm. women's division and everything that's happening around that belt but i don't i just don't appreciate the way people are coming in here and saying what is she doing what she she doesn't belong there she's busting her ass on every single piece of AEW content winning matches Getting the numbers up. Thunder Rosa can complain, but her 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 stats aren't as good. Your hot tag's over. Yeah, hot tag's over. They aren't as good. Man, I don't think I've ever seen James this passionate. I'm looking. I'm looking at Thunder Rosa's over here by the pool, uh, shadow boxing, and so I can. I'm gonna tell her what you said when this. Hashtag here. Put it on me. Hashtag Thunder Rosa is a coward. We're going to get beat up. We're going to yeah. get beat up. I'm not like Sky's going to be fine. We're going to get beat up. That's true. Yeah. Uh, well, that's I feel that's like... all the dynamite stuff, guys. Okay, we got to right, okay. move on. We got no time left. Yep, we got no time. We got, we got a little bit of time left. I want to talk about uh, the things that are going on outside the ring for a minute. Ooh. Yeah. Let's well, see let, me, is... let me hop in here really quick mm-hmm. because tonight is the night. From what I am seeing, Anthony Davis is returning to the Los Angeles Lakers. He's been out for two months with an injury, an Achilles-type injury. Uh, It's very scary. I I must say I am nervous. I am incredibly nervous. I hope that he is, uh, I hope he's 100% healthy. I hope he's he's ready to go, and I hope he doesn't re-injure himself. And then the next piece is getting LeBron back, and then we get that 18th championship. Baby, I'm ready. Let's go. Mm Mm-hmm. You so so all right. So you believe that's going to make that much of a difference? All right, okay. Um, he is the man. I I listen. I trust you. As we know, I don't I don't follow basketball. Uh, but uh, anytime you say something, I always check the news later and I go, "He was right." Ah, yes, that's he right. He was right. That's right. That's in terms right. Just of like you're going to check the your... news later, it's going to say Sting is a coward. Oh a my coward, God, no, damn it! It's going to be on the news later. Please, outside right, the on. ring. Sorry, outside the ring. Outside the ring. <laughs> um yeah i don't i don't really i don't have much i i was gonna ask you um if you've seen any good movies lately um because i actually saw one uh a couple nights ago that i think you might enjoy um called nobody um starring bob odenkirk have you seen this movie yet no i've seen previews it looks interesting i it's it's so i think it's the kind of thing where you can only rent it um but it's definitely worth a rental it's from uh the dude who wrote john wick and it is a ton of fun. I mean, it feels very much like a John Wick movie, but imagine if Keanu Reeves was maybe more funny. If the world was like funnier, you know, and the movie didn't take itself so seriously. 
Um, but it has pretty incredible action and it's a pretty badass story of this like regular dude with a secret who goes on a like a murder spree um, uh, against a bunch of bad guys. But uh, I was watching it and I was like, I feel like I feel like Sky would be into this. I will check it out. I'm into that. I'm, I'm very interested in that. And uh, maybe I'll have time to uh, see it this weekend. Um, you know, I'm actually getting my first vaccine shot tomorrow, so I'm very excited about that. Um, right. And so maybe I'm just going to kick back and watch a movie uh, as well, as well as jumping yeah. on my uh, NBA 2K because you know I got to do it. I was going to say, is Anthony Davis back in your NBA 2K? Uh, did you, for accuracy's sake, did you have him out from your team or no? Heaven's I not. actually did. But uh, you he did. came back. I had you him and LeBron out. And, uh, and then they both made their comeback because I'm a little bit ahead of time. And we did defeat the Nets in mm -hmm. seven games in the NBA Finals. And now I'm in the offseason. And uh, I've got some really big moves planned. I can't reveal them yet because I don't want to put okay. them out into the universe. And maybe I get back stabbed by the universe but i've got some really big off-season plans i'm going to do my off-season this weekend when i get home and i will update you guys next week about what i do you're gonna you're not gonna believe it you're not gonna believe what i'm about yeah. to do i am an incredible yeah. gm and i am about to make some power moves we're going yeah. for a three-peat i'm gonna i'm gonna make a team to play online against you and the team is going to be comprised entirely of basketball players and sting makeup so just so you know oh they wear all black and they uh <laughs> that's it yeah cut it that's off that's what i'm it's gonna over. do with my time i'm done <laughs> yeah all right that's enough of what's going on outside the ring um this is a new segment i'm really excited about this new segment as we come kind of towards the end of the show um and it's a little segment called 15 seconds with james james what's going on so a lot of this show is obviously focused on the wrestling world and kind of what's going in Sky's world because, you know, some would say his world is much more interesting than mine, and I would agree. Um, but I just wanted to say, in the world of James, I got into a pool recently, and it was really cold. Thank you for my time. And oh, that was go. 15 seconds with James. <laughs> that is a new hot segment. I love it. That's going to be yeah. my favorite segment of the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, we get to learn all about you, man. This is great. You know, this is a new friendship. Yep. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to get these 15 seconds every week. Yeah. Learning about me is like slicing cheese. You don't want to take too much. Okay. Just a little bit at a time. Is that what's the, huh. I mean, yeah, <laughs> think about that. <laughs> think about that. I should have said that should have been my 15 seconds. That should have been it. All right. Thank you, everybody, for an, an amazing episode back. We're not done. Eric, what's the finish? Guys, it's time for the finish in one word. Give me your thoughts on Sting. Sky, go first. Coward! James, go ahead. You know, Sting is a complicated... One word. <laughs> one word. Yeah. Uh, legendary Derry coward. Yeah. Oh no, I didn't say that. No. <laughs> legendary. And that's the finish. That's the finish. Thank you, everybody, for uh, for joining us for this episode of Wrestling with the Week. We're back. Um, we hope that you uh, check us out every single week. 
We love having you. We love the support you guys gave us over the time we took off. We hope you like the new changes. If there's things you want to see from this show, do not hesitate to reach out to us on basically every single social platform you can at WWTWPod, Instagram, Twitter, all these places. If you want to reach out to us individually, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram. Myself, James Williams feed on Insta, James Williams on Twitter, Sky. Scorpio Sky on Twitter and Instagram, baby. And Scorpio Sky official on TikTok. Holla at me. Oh, yeah. I saw you're doing TikToks now, huh? Yeah, you know, a little bit of. Uh, uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Tic- I don't either. <laughs> yeah, can, so. <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody, for watching, listening. We have a ton of other fun things planned. Uh, so please check out the episode next week. And again, thank you to Tony Khan for uh for hanging out with us and if you want to see that full uncut video make sure to check out the audio version um sky any final thoughts thank you everybody for tuning in this is the first episode of season two we're trying out some new things having a lot of fun and uh we're gonna come right back next week every week live baby we're not canceled yet we're hanging on by a thread we still out here let's go Britt Baker did nothing wrong, and and Sting is a legend. Don't cut me off. Don't you cut me off. I have things I need to say. The statistics say they literally point out. Go to the credits. Roll the credits. Don't interrupt me. It's it's a numbers thing. It's a numbers thing, okay?